Oh, hey, everybody. Welcome to the Wrestler Review. I am the one John Hastings, and please welcome Dylan Chuck Gott. (laughs) I really want to get headbands that say Dilly, and I don't know what's a good way to say Huck. Why Huck? I don't know, because it's like Chuck. Why don't you just get Billy and Chuck, you fucking idiot? Because it would be like us, you fucking moron Jesus. You fucking idiot. Oh, I'm sorry. There you go, baby. I got confused. Baby is confused. This episode will, of course, be covering the one Billy Gunn and maybe all of or some of Billy and Chuck. It will be some of because I have a lot to say about the one Billy Gunn uh, and I have a lot to say. You're the only person ever to say that. Like, all right, so catch it to speed. The New Age Outlaws ends. For a variety of reasons, and by that I mean a lot of different drugs that the road dog was taking, and uh, it's the year 2000, and they uh, need to switch up Billy Gunn because he has been, uh, it's the end of the, it's the Attitude Era reaching its putrescence. Basically, if the Attitude Era was the Rocky movies, the year 2000 is Rocky Four. It's good in hindsight, but no, it's, you remember it being good, you actually watch any of it and you're like, this is horrific and weird and not uplifting yes and it's also a weird thing that what they would do is the badass billy gun thing was working and they figured out oh this guy is in a main eventer and is in his feud with the rock and rather than but we all want to call someone else badass we want to call the undertaker a badass because it's stepdad time Rollin', 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 your mom, you're rollin', 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 and me, rollin', 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 are getting serious. As we record this, everyone is really upset that The Undertaker is, like, still wrestling and wrestled Goldberg at Super Showdown, and it was really bad. The Undertaker has been essentially, he had, like, a resurgence around WrestleMania 24 for those matches with Shawn Michaels and kind of rest on his laurels. He was shit. He got thin. From like 2000... This is bad, yeah. 2000 to 2005? Like, the American Badass was basically like, I just had a bunch of Cheetos and I'm going to choke slam you, okay? Okay, everybody, be quiet, please. Hey, stop saying what, okay? I'm a badass, okay? And then they, he got the worst theme music he's ever gotten, which is Dead Man Walking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, it was... Everyone just be like, oh, it's so disappointing, The Undertaker's legacy. It's like, no, The Undertaker is, he's a hes a long-lasting character who's had some great matches, but has also had some of the worst matches and is clearly a piece of shit human being. And I guarantee that he came in and he was like, I'm the American badass, okay? Uh, so there can't be another guy with ass in his name because they'll think we're gay together, okay? And I don't want anyone thinking I'm gay. I really like vagina. Like, oh, sure. I have a couple of dudes that come over and they dance and frolic on my ranch, but that's they're just they're helping me out with the cattle. They that's how cows come home, okay? <laughs> I think that the Undertaker is the great beneficiary of never really being number 1 because everyone likes him because he's booked really super strong um and you know, he doesn't fucking sell for anyone less than the golden trio of like Triple H, The Rock and Stone Cold. Um, and then later, of course, John Cena, but mostly those three. And he's he's just a beneficiary of the fact that uh, that he never had to be the dude. He never had to carry the company, so the spotlight was never on him. And as we've seen, they have a backlash to every single person they attempt to make the spotlight. 
This I first noticed this in like the new wrestling fans type thing in uh, Ring of Honor, where it's like whatever champion they have, if they started as a face, they would have to be a heel. If they started as a heel, they would have to turn face during their title runs. And that kind of like mindset of the wrestling fan is still very much in place. And this is the start of it. Like once again, anytime we cover uh, someone from the Attitude Era, this is like based on if you're a Jim, I don't know, if you're a Jim Cornette lover, or maybe you just like how wrestling fans are now, this is the start of wrestling fans going on the internet and you don't, you can't just kind of like wrestling anymore. Oh yeah, no. This <laughs> you is- can't just be like, oh, what's that guy? What's that big guy? Bro- Blom Bloman? Uh, he's good. I like it when his ponytail flap around, and then I like the guy with the security vest with the punch. I like that guy. Like you can't do that anymore. You have to be like, oh, Roman Reigns. I think the fact that he had pasta for lunch, as evidenced on his Instagram story, was the reason he couldn't do that. I think, to pay I don't so think well. you find that the most unsung hero of the Attitude Era was Stevie Richards. Let me explain. He incorporated finishing maneuvers and gimmicks very appropriately and was never given a chance. Now, if you'll excuse me, I'm off to get misdiagnosed as not having autism. Like, that was basically... (laughs) You just did an impression of us. Yeah, I just did an impression of both of us and Dave Meltzer. That was Dave Meltzer, everybody. Welcome. (laughs) Hi, everybody. I'm off to not acknowledge my children because they've never gotten six stars at the Tokyo Dome. Like, that's... 65 jelly beans. Oh my god, he's exactly yeah. right. Don't give me a prize. How many toothpicks? 54. Everyone knows that. Um, so this <laughs> this is very much the beginning of it, and it's just, this is also a very interesting time because I was watching wrestling at this time, and I have no memory of the one Billy Gunn. And it was over a year. I do. He came out. He came out. They gave him a new finisher, Cobra Clutch Slam, and then he was like, I'm the one Billy Gunn. What's your character? Uh, I think I'm good. I'm number one. Everyone's like, what? He's like, I don't know, man. Just don't look at me. Yeah. (laughs) They uh, told me to change it, and I don't have any ideas now. I've had nine different characters in six years. You fucking asshole! Just let me, let me alone. I don't, I don't even fucking know who I am anymore. I fucking, I changed my. But that's the whole thing. To gun. All right. So four years we've been talking. No, five years we've been talking about Billy Gunn. What gimmick changes has he had? And keep in mind, Billy Gunn is his success story. He was a cowboy, right? Then he cowboy. was a mean cowboy. Then he loved rock, fifties rock and roll. Rock. Then he was a uh, jerk who liked uh, South Park. Mm-hmm. Then he wanted to fuck asses. Yeah, I did. And now number six he's, is he's the he's the best. Yeah, he's number one. That's that's it. I'm the one, Billy Gunn. And this gimmick can't, because they were going for like a Mr. Perfect thing, they said. But And this can work. This The Mr. Perfect thing can work only with Mr. Perfect because A, Kurt Henning is a generational talent, and B, he's that good in the ring that you can be like, I'm the best. No, there's, like, one, there's one other factor. Okay, Kurt Henning was an amazing wrestler. Fuck me was the Mr. Perfect gimmick really good. They also set him up for that to win. The one Billy Gunn was set up to get fucked in the face. Yeah, they clearly didn't have any plans for him after that disastrous match with The Rock and then the bad promo battles with The Rock. Well, what's interesting is he is a great example of a guy that they like. They clearly are like, we got to get rid of this guy, and but they don't want to fire him. So they're just like, uh, what are we going to do? Um, 
fire him? It's like, oh, we can't fire him. We might go to another company. He has name recognition. All right, let's just book him into oblivion, and hopefully he leaves. And he just won't leave. Like, that's the interesting thing about him is yeah. he's just like, oh, no, I'll just hang out. I'm like, what? But, like, to get back to the thing I started early, I guess, and then forgot about because I'm kind of hungover. Dick to Bruiser's whole character was 35 years of like, I like beer and I'm fat. And everyone was like, 35 years, go for it. Yeah. <laughs> go for it, Dick. God damn right. Like, if he was Mr. Ass, he would just be like, if this was like earlier, he would be an old man just pointing to his ass like, I like to lick asses and mine's nice. And everyone would be like, here's $10,000. Thank you for selling out this arena. Yeah, it's you. You bring up a good point, and it's also one of those things where he'll always be badass. Bill, like badass Billy Gunn, will always be who he is known for, and always be. Yeah, exactly. It's who. It's what we all want to see. Um, I don't. But they had. They also kind of had to. But they did have to move away from it. Of course, they. Because if they just stayed with him being badass Billy Gunn, like. No, I mean Mister Ass, badass Billy Gunn, and then Mister Ass. Mr. Ass is a weird one because it's like, okay, you're Mr. Ass now. What do you like? You really liked asses. So I have a fetish? Yeah. I'm going to be Mr. Foot. Yeah. You have to fu- I only wrestle Carrie Von Eric and the Necro Butcher because <laughs> I want to see them feet. No, sorry, Kevin Von Eric. Uh, if the, we were booking wrestling- I will never be in the same building with Carrie Von Eric, that one-footed piece of if shit. If we were booking via uh, fetishes- uh, Dylan would be Mr. Choke, and I would be Mr. Complimentary. <laughs> yeah, every match starts this. Every match starts with me going right for the throat. I choke them, but then I nut so hard, you pin me. That's every match. <laughs> oh, some of that was spinal fluid. I'm sleepy. One, two, three. <laughs> um, I was thinking about this because someone I was talking someone. I was recently at a comedy show and someone was talking about a one night stand that they just had, and she was like, "When he came, he coughed a lot," and I was like, "What? That's really funny." She literally, he was like, "She like, she like, has this ever happened to you?" And I, I was like, <laughs> "Oh fuck her!" And it was literally like, uh. <laughs> I have uh, had a, I've had a dalliance with a woman where I said, "I'm done now," because <laughs> I was just so tired and I didn't want to do it in the first place. <laughs> it's over. <laughs> finished i did this but you can't just be like i did this to be nice that's where your life's at i'm taking pity on you (laughs) i've i've just stopped and gone it's not happening like i've literally been so tired i was like oh i've done i don't want to nut (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to nut that's a good really good uh name that's a good slogan for our tag team yeah john and dylan i don't want to nut and it's just a. How crazy is it that Edge didn't turn into his character? Wasn't that he loved edging? And then his catchphrase <laughs> is, I don't want to know. <laughs> just put your thumb on the tip. Yeah. Just touch it a bit. Not too much, not too much, not too much. On this day, I see clearly. Yeah. Put your thumb across my pee hole. On this day. <laughs> I'm gonna pre-come, but I don't wanna substantiate the load on the day. You don't even know me. You, yeah, you think you know me. You think you know me. Don't let me come. Yeah. Don't let me come. Don't let me come. Don't let me come. You think that's water. It's pre-come. 
even pre-cum counts. Please leave me alone. How often do you think people walk up to Edge in an airport and just go, you fuck Lita, bro, good stuff? I think it's every day. I think it's every day. <laughs> um, I think Edge is the only wrestler ever that's aged well. Him and Christian. Uh, Lita actually has aged spectacularly well. There's a weird thing where Edge still looks good and i think it's because he's like oh i was told i couldn't so many wrestlers have stories so it's like i told i was couldn't wrestle and you know what i'm still wrestling and i just like i'm gonna quit <laughs> and then everyone's like mm, that's probably better though <laughs> you know I mean? like, it's also or you could just take the doctor's advice because sometimes that's he doesn't mean you will die if you ever do it again it's not like a uh, shotgun it's like you'll probably die at 55 is what they mean I also have this weird theory about Canadians, which is if Canadians take care of themselves at all, in their 40s and 50s, they look amazing for no reason. Like, it's literally like, I mean, like, they switch to light beer and they only smoke cigarettes after 5 p.m. And in their 40s and 50s, they look great. And then their 60s, it's like everyone loses their hair. They get really fat and they're just like, I got to die now. I can't handle another winter. Because you hit in, yeah, you hit into the the final stretch, which is sixty five plus, and that's when it's like, uh, do you want to make it to ninety? Well, then solid food is not for you. I mean, when I'm cool dying at eighty, I don't like. I have family that are in their late nineties, and none of them look happy to be here. I'll I'll make it till fucking three hundred. Yeah, but that's just because um, you're a terrible human being, and as we all know, pricks last forever. <laughs> Got you, man. There you go. No, I'll be fucking. Uh, I'll be fucking drinking whatever stay alive juice they have, and smoking huge butts. I'll be smoking fucking long matinee cigarettes. Are you gonna go out like your grandfather did? Just call for a cigarette and then die. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably go like grandpa, like grandpa got, where it just have a stroke from being yelled at. From being yelled. You didn't clean the sink. <laughs> 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 Oh, Dead. Your fault, Alexis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Come close. Come close. I would live five more years if you didn't nag so goddamn yeah. much, Dad. <laughs> yeah. That's what a man does. Oh, yeah. Just go goes out blaming his wife? Pretty much. Yeah, that is what a man does. <laughs> yeah. Fuck you fucking suck me off or whatever. <laughs> suck me off. Jack me off, baby. Hey, hey. <laughs> just fucking jack just me off. We're old. I know you can't move your hands. <laughs> I know you got arthritis. Just fucking jack me off. So, Billy Gunn got jacked off. You certainly did by China loads. Anyway, so what happens is, how they get to the one Billy Gunn is China is getting attacked a lot by right to censor. Uh, and by this is when they were having China still wrestle dudes all the fucking time. And basically, she'd get her, um, she's dating Eddie Guerrero. They're having a tag match against Right to Censor. And then they show a video of the Godfather's hose and Eddie having sex in a shower. I forgot how often at this period of the Attitude Era, match outcomes were basically just decided by people fucking the Godfather's hose. So also, we should mention, if you haven't seen this segment, he's not, like, full dick in them. They're just in the no, shower no, 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 in bathing no, no. suits. That's the raw version. If you watch the SmackDown version. Oh, okay. It's full dick. You literally, like, they literally are like, huh? And then you hear that weird noise of penis in a sort of dry vagina where it's, like, you hear the girl, like, not happily go, like, ah, but more like, what? 
and and then he just starts pumping and he keeps just going call me chavo call me chavo and they're like what no man <laughs> and he's like you're vicky you're vicky and then he nuts so loud but they're clearly yeah. disappointed by the volume of load like he's like he yeah, goes yeah, like yeah, this. yeah he goes yeah. like <laughs> and then and then but one of the hoes literally nothing. says is, are you finished and she, he's like, oh, I nutted so hard. And then she gets out a thimble, and that doesn't even get filled with cum. And she's like, mm, disappointing. <laughs> that's what you do if you go to a prostitute. They always measure it. Yeah, that's how you, you owe me extra that's now. That's how it's determined how much you pay is they weigh your load, and they're like, it's a small load. That's going to be extra. <laughs> I don't I don't like that. Well, you don't like how much they're weighing loads? No, I don't like it. They, that's what they say. They say, I don't like when there's a lot, that's good. Oh, you're spending time with enemy of the show, Graham K. Please remind him that uh, he has shallow loads and we have fat loads. You can do it on twi- uh, Twitter. <laughs> it's Graham K. Comedy. He's weirdly really grossed out by the concept of loads, and I love it. <laughs> <laughs> there's a very good, for all the listeners of this show, there's a very good insult battle between Jimmy Carr and I think it's a guy named Big Nasty, where... Uh, Jimmy Carr takes out the joke book and just says a bunch of things you say to fat people, but <laughs> Big Nasty comes back with the fact that he has like five kids and Jimmy Carr has none, <laughs> so he has no loads, and you can't. Cre- he's like, "I'm not taking the shit off you. You can't create life." It's very good, and he's standing up and screaming at him like, "I have fucking smashing huge loads. I could fuck you right now. You'd get pregnant. You impotent, not a man." It's very funny. I- I just love the angle that it's, um, you're a bad person, I'm a good person, you cannot fuck, I'm very good at fucking. <laughs> I like the idea, <laughs> just like, I get bitches pregnant all the time, you a loser. I wake up at 5am and just deal with issues, because I have five kids, you smooth sailing for your day, fuck you. Yeah. I love that. So, did you know this? Did you know that Billy Gunn... Uh, much like we talked about uh, previous week, uh, much like Booker T lost his name. He lost the name Badass Mr. Ass Billy Gunn in a match, and then he becomes the one Billy Gunn and turns heel, I guess? Yeah, this is very confusing. But more so... Very confusing. It's basically they... What's clearly happening is... Trip, this is two, it's 2000-2001. Triple H and Stephanie McMahon are having an affair behind China's back. Vince McMahon is clearly Whoa. aware of this and is very confused because he, much like a dog recognizing a computer, knows that that thing is important but still is determined to destroy it. So they don't know what to do with China at this point. They're having contract negotiations throughout this year. And they know that Billy Gunn and China are friends. So they basically just keep putting them in a variety of programs, but that involves basically Billy Gunn losing a lot or being a bad guy sometimes or China just wearing purple underwear and getting her neck injured by ivory. It's the weirdest time. It's literally watching a 10-year-old trying to process a divorce because it's it's Vince McMahon doesn't understand emotions clearly. So he's like, wait, my daughter is having sex with my champion. That's good. He won't leave. I like that. He's he's got a muscles. Exactly, old school promoter shit. Where it's like, oh, wait, she's fucking the top guy. Yeah, good. Which is legit. How Hulk Hogan tried to, or sorry, Vern Gagne tried to get Hulk Hogan to stay. 
Yeah, he tried to fuck my fuck daughter. My daughter. <laughs> if you don't want and my daughter, said, you can have. She looked too much like Vern. Yeah, if you don't want my daughter, you can have Greg if you must. But he's not a compassionate lover like her. <laughs> Greg's just there to pound. Yeah, Greg's just there if you can't sleep at night. But she, she will really <laughs> let you go for it. From all, from evidence of everything, it really does sound like. Billy Gunn is kind of punished for being friends with China. Oh, for sure. It's but you picked the wrong side in this in this argument. You yeah. didn't know what was happening. Of course, that's why he's called the one because he's pissed. Because China is a weird character, but sees herself as like like China has not. We t- we did a China episode, but China did not ingratiate herself to the other female wrestlers. No, she didn't ingratiate herself to the other female wrestlers, but she was. She was. If you look, okay, I was thinking about this as I was reading uh, the research. She was so fucking important to the two. Like, they almost put the fucking WWF title on her. And that, at the very least, would have gone better than the Billy and Chuck storyline. But she was bringing in a lot of fucking views. Like, she is one of the people that people, oh, you like, I used to watch wrestling. Do you remember Steve Austin, The Rock, China? China was tattooed on people's minds and she knew that and the wwf was clearly not happy about it for two reasons one she that would give her more power over them and two triple h was fucking the boss's daughter we can't fire the boss's daughter so we have to get rid of her or this is going to look bad on us yeah they created two female stars and didn't want to pay either of them essentially was the wwf in the late 90s they created sable they didn't want to pay her they created china they didn't want to pay and her. But it's weird actually because they uh when they went public a bunch of emails were linked uh leaked and one of them is about this actual incident and it's just vincent man constantly trying to figure out why china needs money because she's a girl so won't men just buy her dinner there you yeah, go yeah and Good There's stuff. a bunch of then emails back from Kevin Dunn trying to explain to Vince McMahon what a period is, and he doesn't he doesn't understand it. <laughs> oh, that's the weakness time. What are you talking about? Something comes out of them and they don't control it. What do you mean the moon has something to do with it, Kevin? <laughs> um, here's the thing with with the one Billy Gunn. Basically, for two seconds he's on TV. It doesn't work because they have no idea. This is one of the, by the way, this is one of the, this is, it's weird Vince Russo's not at the WWE at this moment, because this literally reads like every character Vince Russo came up with in TNA. He's like, uh, he's number one, he has a song, I have no idea, just put him out there and then Kasabian will beat him, I guess. I'm I'm tired, bro. I'm going to smoke weed, bro. (laughs) Yeah, it's just like, uh, he's the one Billy Gunn. Why? Because, I don't know, man, because I don't give a fucking shit about you anymore. He... Beats a bunch of people on Jacked. Oh, yeah. And uh, does a bit of stuff in the invasion angle. But, like, literally, we'll talk about this, but uh, Billy Billy and Chuck was a great pairing coming out of the invasion angle because it sounds weird, but it signified the end of the invasion angle because you saw a WWF guy who you remember from time versus a and a WCW guy whose double stamp erased at WCW Chuck Palumbo was never been in WWF, get together. And I think that was important to do, and the fact that it worked out helped people get past the invasion. He's the fucking Arn Anderson of the invasion, is uh, Chuck Palumbo. And uh, Arn Anderson of the Natural Born Thrillers part. Promos in the ring. Pardon me? Beautiful. What was that? <laughs> Promos in the ring, Chuck Palumbo, Arn Anderson. 
exactly the same thing. They both just talked about things they wanted to do to the person. I don't like you. (laughs) Cool. He uh, is as respected as Arn Anderson, and we'll talk about that when we talk about Billy and Chuck after the break. I've been been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is, so it actually makes my cock bigger. That's the start of this ad. Oh, Please go to patreon.com backslash wrestler review <laughs> and, donate, and donate to us. $5 gets you exclusive access to our Patreon feed and episodes ahead of time. For $25, bucks, you can select a wrestler to review. One guy did Buck Zumoff, who is a pedophile rapist, and we still reviewed him. God damn it. We have no allegiances. Go to Patreon to hear the Buck Zoomoff episode, also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash rest review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? Welcome back, everybody. We're going to talk about Billy and Chuck. Now, for those of you who don't know who Billy and Chuck are... Let me break it down to you. Vince McMahon found out about gay people in 2001. And he immediately was like, well, we need to make a gimmick about that. It's a weird one because the so the start of the the start of the idea was that they were going to be like Chippendales dancers and uh, that the ladies would want to suck them off. And then that kind of just morphed into we want to suck each other off. Yeah. And what's very interesting is they both have this very positive attitude about it. Palumbo talks about it as saying, I made the best money I've ever made in the industry when that angle was going on. I had the most fun I have ever had besides from my early days in WCW. I had the most fun in the WWF uh, while I did that character, and it was the easiest thing to do. A lot of guys take the wrestling business too personal, and we call it living the gimmick or believing the gimmick, and you can't be that serious about it. It's a job. You're pretty much um, a type, and you're pretty much acting a part, and you have to have, uh, and you have to have with it. I don't know what that means. Working with Billy Gunn, you, uh, who had an incredible career up to that point, great worker and great veteran. I learned so much from him. So you've got Chuck Palumbo, who has this great attitude about it. It is basically just sort of like, yeah, I'll pretend to be gay. I don't give a fuck. Billy Gunn, on the other hand, just sat his family down and was just like, and evidently did this anytime there was something weird going on where he's like, hey, uh, here's the deal. I got to pretend to be gay so we can have a swimming pool. So I'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> I do, I mean, that's a mature thing to do, sit your family down and explain that uh, I'll be on TV um, doing uh, gay things and that the crowd is going to hate me for it and the crowd is wrong and I am right. I mean, that's legitimately what I would have to tell my kids. I'd be like, uh, I'm going to be playing a bad guy because I've uh, appropriated a lifestyle that everyone in uh, the South, or not the South, I shouldn't say that, everyone who's a uh, wrestling fan thinks is uh, evil. Again, it's it's 2001. The acceptance and acknowledgement of homosexuality was not in 2001. You were gay not because... You were created as a homosexual, and within your heart, that is who you were sexually attracted to. You were gay because you literally did anything in 2001. Yeah, this was your fine just calling things yeah, gay. Yeah, like this was, and like to the point that it you if you brought it up, you like, ah, uh, you shouldn't call something gay unless they're actually gay. And it would be like, we're talking, like parents would be like, oh, fuck you. Don't be a fucking loser. Like it was so fucking acceptable. Yes. And 
so they start out and yeah, they start out and it just genuinely morphs into Billy and Chuck uh, pretending to be gay, but they get a really good push. They beat a lot of people and this is actually, this is right from uh, Hobson's mouth and I really want to say this because it's a very, very smart thing he says. Um, so this is all written by Christopher Hobson. So Kevin Dunn told the, the Washington Post that Billy and Chuck were created out of a need to have different characters. As will be repeated a couple times here, the basis of this whole angle is the WWE can do whatever they want, as long as they never explicitly state whether the team were gay or straight. It's the exact same way that Donald Trump feels he can say there are some fine people on both sides, as long as he never explicitly says he is for or against white nationalists, because then he can get votes from white nationalists and members of his support who don't care for white nationalists. Just like the situ- that situation, the protagonist either doesn't understand or care about the issue, and a whole lot of people are left pissed off. Couldn't have said it better anyway myself. It's exactly it. Plausible deniability. That's all wrestling has ever done. They did it with fucking gold dust. Oh, we just present the character in this way, and then the audience makes your choice. Fuck you. You know exactly what you're fucking doing. Billy Gunn and Chuck Palumbo do a great job with the characters. Um, a lot of it is kind of like old, like really old vaudeville stuff. They actually used to do it with Too Cool as well, where Too Cool would just basically, in their first run, when they were annoying heels, just pretend to be gay, and the audience would chant. Uh, when they were doing it with Too Cool, it was because they were basically saying to Jerry Lawler, your punishment for clearly being an active and murderous pedophile is we have to, uh, you have to watch your son do the things that turned you into the thing that you are every night on uh, uh, nine o'clock on Mondays. That's that's why Too Cool did that. Hold the, f- hey, can you take this from me? It's a phone, John. Hold it. So you're saying that Jerry Lawler's gay and that forced him to be attracted to fifteen year olds? No, I'm saying that Jerry Lawler was, statistically speaking, anyone who is as prolific as a of a pedophile as Jerry Lawler experienced some sexual abuse early in his life. He probably confided that to uh, Vince McMahon at one point. Vince McMahon sees uh, Jerry Lawler's son as a child because he's shorter than him, and Vince McMahon believes anyone who's shorter than him is a child. So he's basically just reenacting uh, Jerry Lawler's abuse. Uh, using his son and Scott Taylor as actors in Vince McMahon's odd puppetry that is the nightmare that was the Attitude Era. <laughs> Here's what I do like, though, is that at the beginning, of, this, is the, this is the crazy thing about Billy and Chuck. At the beginning of Billy Gunn, or Billy and Chuck, Glad was so all over this. Oh my god, we're So the, all over this. It's the craziest thing, and also... They had to have known where they're going. This is when they had, they, this is the, you know, to, it's 2001. They have writers. They've mapped this out. The WWE knows how they're Here's ending how understanding. this. And they're still like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get the advocacy organization in for uh, uh, the gay community within the United States. Yes, it's, it's insane. It's insane. In no it way will this insane. backfire. In no way will they be angry and betrayed by us. Oh, boy. So... Here's something. This is something you really have to keep in mind, John. This is how. Ima- this is 2001. Imagine. Sorry, it's 2002, probably. Imagine someone from a organization saying something like this. This is Scott uh, Sioman of Glad. Probably pronouncing that wrong. Even though they were playing gay stereotypes of, like, we're gay and we're fairies and we, you know what I mean? We jump around and just, like, whatever. We get hard on. We suck each other's weenie peens. 
Um, <laughs> um, I'm scared by spiders. He loves dance music. <laughs> I wonder, by the way, before you continue, do you think that there was like a weird old timey gay person stereotype that Vince McMahon kept trying to push towards them that they were like, no, that's that's not a thing anymore? That's really funny. That's really funny. How about this? They come out to the ring and they're just, they love strawberry. Yeah. I, one of you is just wearing gloves. You're wearing gloves and you can't grip the other. Like, he doesn't understand. Just, yeah. How about this? Long jean shorts. What? Yeah. It's winter time and you're wearing two coats like a woman. <laughs> I do think yeah. that. He's asking Chuck Palumbo when he's getting his period because he thinks that gay people just are women. Ah, you're bleed <laughs> from your vagina. <laughs> Um, so this is the this is the president of Glad saying this. Uh, he said Billy and Chuck had the potential to be a good start, and this is the crazy. This is the crazy, this is a crazy thing. quote. I'm reading this is uh, they don't seem defamatory, <laughs> and he said I don't mind stereotypes. Stereotypes are based in truth, on truth and humor. He doesn't even care that they're gay caricatures who are heels. He's just glad that. They're seeing gay people on this TV. Is the crazy thing is literally because and you still fucked him it's over. Two thousand and one. He was so Glad, nice. Like Glad is just looking for some fucking some positive fucking headlines and not just having to continually attack everyone for the perception and uh, and advertisement of gay people essentially being flighty weird musical theater extras. Yeah, sex obsessed rude men. Like, that's all that is like, I want to fuck that guy in the ass, but ooh, look at his dance. Bear in mind, like, at this time, Will and Grace is debuting and is heralded as an expose of tradi- of actual gay people within society. You watch early Will and Grace, and it's essentially just uh, Jack walks in and goes, I just butt-fucked a bunch of black guys because I'm gay. And then he coughs, and then there's cum on a pillow, and then he leaves. Like, it's... That's a that's real, a real show. show. I wrote that episode. I got... I got That's it. John's entire spec script of <laughs> yeah. Will and Grace. It's, it's called The Virus, and uh, Will is dating <laughs> Will is dating a biker <laughs> called The Virus, and Grace gets confused. Oh, no. Oh, John. You are incredible. <laughs> um, no, but the, it's one of those things where the, there is a lack of understanding of how far we have come as a society... And Dylan's very against it. I'm very for it. But the idea that Glad was so happy to be getting some fucking positive recognition and and the idea that Billy and Chuck were quote unquote positive stereotypical representations of the gay community is so fucking great. That would be like Gloria Allred coming forward when Sable was on television being like, well, she's the boss, so that's good for women. Yeah, it'd be like if when Kofi, after Kofi Kingston won the title this year, just like the next Monday, they had Dick the Mur- Dick Murdoch's kid beat him on TV. <laughs> Doesn't matter. He's just he's losing to him. This is a very telling quote. Uh, WWE uh, denied using Billy and Chuck to attract a gay audience. Um, I get. I guess potentially we could open up doors. Jason Bernstein, uh, who is the WWE spokesman, said, but we're not going out there with our checklist, which means (laughs) uh, (laughs) no homo, (laughs) basically. This is the original no homo. Before there was Lil Wayne, there was Jason Bernstein. No homo, but, like, these guys are bad, and, like, they'll be punished for their life choices. What I'm trying to say is, like, we don't... We don't want anyone in particular, but we definitely don't want any fucking shirt lifters. You know what I'm fucking saying? Okay, bud. 
<laughs> yeah, baby. Like, it's it's cr- this is the cra- we've said it before on the show, and I'll say it again. This is the craziest time in wrestling. Literally, understand Vince McMahon is negotiating to bring Sable back in after a multi-million-dollar lawsuit over sexual harassment. And on another line, he's he's communicating with Glad, getting their support over Billy and Chuck, while knowingly trying to find a makeup artist for Eric Bischoff so he can have Eric Bischoff come for their wedding and then have two oh, Samoan yeah. men beat them up. And by the way, Billy and Chuck are bad guys for a lot of their run. Essentially yeah. playing on Dylan's favorite phrase, you're gay, that's bad. Yes, and they do, uh, they release, which I do think we should have for all our Patreon, uh, for all our Patreon subscribers, I do think we should do this, um, even at the cost of, like, legit an entire month of (laughs) mailing it out will, of course, of course, uh, destroy our bottom line, but they have a calendar of, uh, of just provocative poses they put out. I mean, we really should do a wrestler review calendar, that would be very funny. I'll be sexy, mean Gene. Exactly. And you just, and you be, uh, oh, who could you be? I'll be sexy, mean Gene. Uh, and you be Barry Darso. You be Barry Darso now. Barry Darso has the lumpy. I've never seen someone who has gotten grossly out of shape and all of that's gone to the back of their head. I have before. It's crazy. When people just are have fat back of their heads and fat backs, it's like, woof, you were not meant to be this big, my yeah. friend. So they do open 2002 by releasing a calendar of provocative poses. Uh, Stacy and Tori Wilson uh, have a provocative pose off with them. And they're still winning a lot, and they were tag team champions. The funny thing about uh, Billy and Chuck that I really liked was that they were like, oh, they're gay, look how they're dressed. And it's like, they're dressed like every other goddamn wrestler on your show. Like, you can't... Pointing out, like, making two characters gay really highlights how homoerotic wrestling is. It's so funny. These guys are dressed gay. Now look at The Rock. He's dressed but in black trunks, which is straight. (laughs) Uh, This is something I thought about, which is basically they tried to point out that they're gay because they have headbands. Like, that was their big thing of, like, you want to see queers? People keeping their hair out of their eyes. Real men, hair goes in your eyes. It stings. That's what life is, baby. (laughs) Hair punishes you for being hair. Also, don't wear... And then they wear matching robes, and it's like, that is just a... It's just a shorter version of Ric Flair's robes. (laughs) It's just a fucking... It's just a terry cloth robe. A lot of people have worn terry cloth robes. It's so... Literally, you could have just been like... Mark Jindrak, when he was doing the Lex Luger thing, he could have been like, oh, he loves his body, also he's gay. <laughs> that could have been just like a side thing. He's gay too. So, I don't know. It makes no sense when it's like, it's not like everyone there is wearing pants. And these guys are coming out like, we're, we're shirts off and we're oiled up. It's like everyone is fucking, the big show is oiled up, which is way, way more <laughs> creepy than Billy and Chuck being oiled up. Just a fat oiled up guy? Gross. I like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, I like it, oh, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, how much oil do you think that they travel with? Probably a bottle. Mm, two bottles. Just a know. bottle of oil? How much do you think? It's just a, just a big, fat fucking bottle of oil. Check this out. Billy and Chuck, if you ever doubted their push, WrestleMania 18, they beat the Hardys, Dudleys, and the APA to retain the uh, tag titles. So keep in mind, everyone is very, very, very much past the 
Attitude Era now. It's been one year, so we're tired of TLC matches because that's this is the beginning of like, oh, you have a good idea. Six months, that idea is fucking dead. And uh, they bring on Rico as their stylist. The bridge between the Ruthless Aggression Era and the Attitude Era is basically a lot of overly violent yet no blood matches. And then a lot of um, storylines involving people just straight up fucking. Yes, the Ruthless Aggression and the Attitude Era is basically like... It's like nursery attitude era is nursery rhymes, Andrew Dice Clay, and the attitude in the ruthless aggression era is 1992. Andrew yeah, Dice where he's Clay. just weirdly he's wearing just making, a jester's hat all the time. Women don't can't handle jobs. Yeah, what? Yeah, he's wearing a jester's hat all the time, and all of his jokes are the problem with girls is that they're Mexican. Goo 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 goo. <laughs> Rico Constantino, who Jim Cornette fucking loves. oh he loves. I don't know why. Him. I don't know why. I can explain it. I, I recently listened to the AEW deep dive on the Jim Cornette um, uh, drive-thru. Uh, very good. He, OVW. OVW. Pardon me. What did I say? AEW? I also Whatever. listened to the AEW review, and oh boy, as soon as he started talking about Sonny Kiss, I was like, well, he's about to get a huge amount of internet shit. <laughs> um, and he did. His excuse, by the way, was uh, essentially no homo. Now, here's the thing. Jim Cornette loves him because... Oh, this is... Jim Cornette, also Democrat, talks about how much he hates Donald Trump all the time, literally said China. Oh, I know. It's absolutely spectacular. And he goes, why can't I say that? Like, uh, I mean, all right. <laughs> like, what, what are you going to say to him? What I man? like about it is that it's it. people get confused and think like, oh, everyone on my side is just and good. And it's like, no, we're all flawed and fucked, you pieces of shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There's, there's 180%... Like, there's people who believe in, uh, uh, like, an actual working welfare who are racist. Yeah. <laughs> like, everyone, sh everyone should have a uh, set amount of money that they get just for being a human being where they can eat and put clothes on their back and have shelter, but also um, that these people chemically are worse. We than have people. a friend who is would consider himself left-wing and definitely has said things to both of us where it's like, that's racist in like a not a David Duke kind of way, but in a like eugenics, it's just better for them kind of way. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. 1898 racism, yeah. but they can't they can't ride yeah. a horse. Math just gives them the equivalent of an ice cream headache. <laughs> um, here's what we're gonna have to do. We're gonna have to talk about Billy and Chuck and their wedding. Okay, before we get to uh, Billy and Chuck's wedding. Uh, I just want to make this one last point about uh, this era. Uh, they knew that they were going to do this as they were going into it because it was built into the Raw SmackDown feud, which was, by the way, the entire Raw SmackDown feud was predicated on Eric Bischoff wanting to um, uh, wanting to see... Kiss. He wanted to kiss Stephanie McMahon and also wanted to watch Stephanie McMahon get fucked by a lady. <laughs> This was being written by her father. If she was fucked uh, by the Macho Man Randy Savage, that was quite possibly the least traumatic thing that's happened to her in her life because her adulthood is essentially her own father being like, and now you now, now you get fucked. Now you're going to get fucked by, the, the, by this man. So 
for those of you, I'm sure everyone, if you're listening to this goddamn shit, then I'm sure you fucking know. But there repeatedly a storyline was pitched where Stephanie gets pregnant and it turns out Vince is the yeah. mother. Repeatedly. Repeat. She kept being like, no, no, dad. They, they no. had to stop him from trying to sell Triple H and Stephanie's actually actual wedding on pay-per-view. He had put it in the schedule. Like He was like, well, we'll and then we'll pay-per-view this wedding. They're like, absolutely not. And he was apparently like butthurt by it. Like not like I understand or no, but like, oh, come on, guys. Help a brother out. Like it's he's fucking insane. He's nuts. He's nuts, man. So, John, I have a question for you. And do you have an answer for me? My question is, who do Billy and Chuck lose the tag titles to? Oh, oh, it's Edge and Hulk Hogan because Hulk Hogan and Hulk Hogan. It's weird, by the way. Hulk Hogan, instead of covering himself in body oil, covers himself in um, uh, antibacterial cream because he is a child of the eight. <laughs> <laughs> and then after the match, we're holding the titles up, and I say, "Don't kiss a man." That's how you definitely get AIDS, yeah, dude. How about Let's that? Tell you something, brother. I love it. What? <laughs> no, that was the backstage. No. That was backstage. But don't you see? That's how you get it. It's perfect. Just tell them that the reason why they lost is because they have no immune system. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) The T-cell driver. (laughs) Edge was the only reason that didn't happen. (laughs) Edge was like, fucking no, man. No. Let me tell you what, dude. Let me tell you. Uh, we would have won faster, but I got glitter in my eye because one of them jizzed because there was boys there, dude. <laughs> it's so funny to have America man beat up two gay men and then just be like, and then be like, this is this is 2002. The mem- the leader of Glad is still yeah. Fine keep with in us. mind, the leader of Glad <laughs> is in the front row going, mm-hmm, perfect. Perfect. And then actually, they, what's weird is, and this is in the research, is that then the uh, after they went off air, um, Hulk Hogan then took out a pride flag and then leg dropped it and then grabbed the mic and went, that's for all the ones that like shit, dude. Dick's going pussies. And then he just walked out through the crowd and got a standing ovation. So guaranteed Hulk Hogan, guaranteed, Hulk Hogan is a Florida man who's Daughter was working with some black guy, so all he could think about was they were definitely going to fuck her. I guarantee Hulk Hogan stopped talking to Chuck Palumbo and Billy Gunn when they were doing the story. Like, he was, like, absolutely not, <laughs> I'm not talking to them. People will think I'm one of them. I mean, th- what, we're, what we're about to get to is, so, I didn't realize this was the first anniversary of the September 11th attacks. Essentially, they do this oh, angle. No. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, yeah. All right. So, once they announce the wedding, Billy and Chuck start doing tons of publicity. And good lord. Oh, by the way, Jim Cornette loves Rico. I can explain. Jim Cornette loves Rico Constantino because he was a. Um, uh, he was a very good small worker, and he also did a variety of versatile gimmicks in uh, Ohio Valley Wrestling. Uh, but he also knew that he was too old already when he started development, and that once he got to the Fed, he'd be fucked. It's a very interesting thing. Fun sidebar. <laughs> so here's what the leader of Glad says before. The audience, from what we've seen, appears to be cheering them on. While it's entertaining for viewers, it's also enlightening. Because of the teenage audience, SmackDown reaches a lot of potential bullies and gay bashers out there, and what Billy and Chuck are saying is, we're here, but also they say, don't mess with us. 
On the issue of WWE potentially setting them up for a fall, he said, We expressed some concern about that. In talking to folks at WWE, we were told that the reason for the characters is not to set them up for gay bashing in ring or through audience taunts that would come later. I don't think that's what WWE wants. What they want, what they're doing, is piggybacking on what's topical. Gay weddings are topical right now, and I have to say that bringing camp to the masses is always a good thing. Um, it should be mentioned It should be mentioned that uh, John McClelland, in an article for Outsports, is a publication... Uh, covering the coming out of athletes uh, called uh, Seoman, who is the uh, president of GLAD at that time, uh, his comments as absurd. <laughs> Basically, this guy's like, what are you fucking doing? Why are you fucking? These guys are fucking monsters. They Every week, they throw a woman into a fire and say that's where they belong if they won't show the jugs. And you, you think they're going to be like, but a gay man are... Value. Well, what it was is it's clearly Glad was trying to get any type of positive media attention and positive media publicity, and Vince McMahon course, in the course. end is a great salesman and sold them on the fact that it's like we won't mess we won't mess you over. It's us, the WWE. We're so trustworthy. And he was like, "Well, I've got to. I have to believe <laughs> this man, Vince McMahon. He has the top of his tie is a different color than the rest of his tie." <laughs> he has one of those shirts with the collars a different color from the rest. He clearly is influenced by gay culture. Yeah. He uh he loves farts and he keeps telling me that's because he's attracted to the asshole. I don't really understand. I don't really think he knows uh that that's brutally offensive to me as a human being, but he said it with much, uh, as much gusto. I ended up having a club sandwich with him. <laughs> All right. What happens during the wedding, John? Um well, it's revealed that the minister is Eric Bischoff, and then he brings out three-minute warning, and they beat them up. But that's not before. Um, and then Billy and Chuck reveal that they had just taken it too far, and they had done it, um, done the whole gimmick as just a way to get popular, and that they weren't ever gay, and that they were both straight, and that's good. And the fans went fucking crazy. If you ever want to know what type of audience watches wrestling, this segment is yeah. the best example, because yeah. they are poised for a riot and when they effectively go like we don't lie dicks we like pussy everyone it's a road warrior level pop of like thank god it is insane and then they turn babyface because they're like we're we're fucking straight bro and i think this is a missed opportunity they so they they flood they flutter out right they flutter out after the fact they're not gay, gay, no one gives a fuck about Billy and Chuck anymore. How good would it be if they were extra straight? They wrestle in <laughs> they wrestle in golf shirts tucked into khakis. Every promo is not talking about their opponents. They're just talking about how they trim their hedges. And basically uh, they just what, they, they become Corvin White. Cheat on their wives. Yeah, exactly. That's really they, funny. How to cheat on their wives. The how they cheat on their wives on the road because on the road they're not married, and uh, what's some other straight things? They uh, they just love Kid Rock, and what are some like I don't know, man. What's something that we do? <laughs> I don't know. Shake shake hands and don't hug. I don't hug. Um, Never talk to I, their dad. Just talk to their mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when they talk about talk to their dad, they only talk in terms of baseball metaphors. Home run, shortstop. <laughs> I like it a lot. 
Anyway, yeah, I'll probably win the match afterwards. I'm going to suck on some sweet fucking titties. Straight Billy Gunn. Straight Chuck Palumbo. They only eat at Hooters, and if they're going to a bar, it's either sports or strip. I like the idea that they say they're not, they say they're heterosexual, but then they clearly just were like, because the implication with the right to censor was that it was a Christian organization, so they just, the right to censor brainwashes them. And then they're not straight, and then they're straight, and then the whole thing is six months down the line, they make out and they're gay. I think that's great. I mean, because the whole audience would love it. If they were like, I think that's a way you could actually done it as a face thing, but obviously maybe not. <laughs> I have no I idea. I think that that's, ex- that's exactly what they should have done, as opposed to what they did do, which was um, literally ridicule gay marriage on the, the one year anniversary of 9 11. <laughs> <laughs> Here's another inside job. Yeah. Uh, let me tell you who else is gay. All the firefighters in New York, which is what was they wanted Eric Bischoff to say. And Vince would be like, yeah, tell them they're not as strong as Hulk. Um, oh, by the way, you know all those the all the great pictures of uh, Hulk Hogan causing 9-11? <laughs> yeah. Billy and no, Vince McMahon created those, and he legitimately believes that. He's like, Terry did it. <laughs> he, those buildings were making fun of his arms. So, Glad goes nuts. Of course. Of course. And I forgot this, but what here's what, what happens. What happens after this? HLA. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah so, And then what happens after HLA is they, they do a mock. They do a mock protest by... A group called the International Organization for Women. They do a mock protest, and they get in the ring, and the leader kicks Eric Bischoff in the balls, and it's revealed it's Stephanie McMahon. It's fucking crazy. What a fucking monster, man! Like this was this is the height of because they are just trying to get attention because their 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 ratings are dropping really fucking fast. Yeah, and they don't understand that the reason the ratings are dropping is because. Your fans that watched you in 1998 are growing up, and now they want to be treated like adults and be able to watch this and say, oh, it, I mean, I'm only speaking personally. You want to be able to say, oh, I know it's silly, but whatever, I watch it for two hours a week, and who cares? Versus, like, you just have watching a hate crime. <laughs> and your parents are like, what the fuck are you watching? And you're like, nothing, not this anymore. Yeah, no, not... Not something where a man with the worst black hair dye job is just saying lesbian in a way that you know is not accepting. Lesbian. There's like, but I mean like there's a different, there's a way you can push boundaries where it's like good, but there's a way you do it where like your whole thing is that you're edgy and then anytime anyone does anything like that, there's only so edgy you can go before people like A, I'm bored by this, or B, now you're fucking stupid. Like, I can see you don't have a point doing this. You're just doing this for shock value sake, which is exactly what they start doing in 2000. Yeah, like, yeah, they're really hot shotting. They're trying to do, yeah, it's off. They're awful men doing awful things. Yeah. All right, what's your favorite thing about Billy Gunn during this period? There's a lot of things. Uh, I think it's uh, he is clearly not as good of an actor as uh, Chuck Palumbo because his face during the wedding, you can tell he is gonna. Fu- he's given up the ghost. He is ign- like yeah, and it's the best. It's fantastic, and I love it so much. I think that my favorite thing is uh, 
just how much him and Palumbo committed to the Billy and Chuck characters and how they basically had a meeting. They were like, all right, well, this is going to work. We have to commit whole hog to it because they very easily could have just like not wanted to do it and played it off. And I think the worst thing is that he participated in uh, the insulting of an entire organization of uh, people that already had a rough time. It's the whole thing isn't. Probably the worst thing is that he went. Uh, I'm not fucking gay. Yeah, the worst thing was he was in, he was uh, complicit in pulling the wool over the eyes of a uh, advocacy group for a very marginalized um, group of people in America and internationally, and he did it because he was following orders of a man who was probably shooting out protein farts and asking Jerry Briscoe where his goddamn dress was because Jerry's from Oklahoma and that's bad. <laughs> oh yeah baby well that's billy gun part four we'll be back with billy gun part five we're in 2003 he's got another singles run because uh billy and chuck have just kind of petered out because just we're regular straight wrestlers we're fucking straight god damn it is uh it does not work yeah, out and uh is this where he gets into a lot of drug abuse and starts giving some really weird fucking um shoot videos yes it is oh yeah baby this is uh uh, this is goddamn, uh, The Cry for Help, Volume 1 of Billy Gunn, coming up in Billy Gunn Part 5, baby. Let's fucking lay down on a bed and fuck me in my sweet, sweet, lubricated ass. I mean, oh, um, sure. Thanks for listening, guys. Uh, go to Facebook and, sorry, Facebook fan pages, The Wrestler Review Podcast. We're available on Instagram and Twitter, at Wrestler Review. Join us on Patreon, patreon.com backslash wrestler review. We're bogged down by a bunch of bull stinkies, so I think that Jimmy Snooka should be up by now, but we have no idea. Jimmy Snooka Part 3, The Murdering Years. And you guys are great. Please rate and subscribe. If you guys don't want to pay his money or anything, no stress. Just rate on uh, iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever. Everything helps. Spreading the word about the cum boys featuring some wrestling, but mostly let's talk loads. Thanks very much for listening, guys. You guys are the best. Come in me now.